0: just want to talk to you a little bit about uh, walking out a life that is ascended. It's an ascended life. And um, something that, that caught my, my heart uh, the other night it was out of Revelation chapter 4. And I'm just going to hit a couple things, and I don't think I'm going to keep you long tonight. Famous last words. But we know that uh, John had this amazing encounter. And in the midst of seeing all kinds of things and seeing the Lord come and speak over the, chur- the churches of uh, the seven churches of Ephesus. Uh, we just we just see he has this amazing co- encounter. And then the Lord says, after this, I looked and behold, a door standing open in heaven and the voice which I first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here, and I will show you my, what may, must take place after this. And I just want, if you, I'm not going to read the whole chapter, I just wanted to read that verse, but I wanted to highlight a couple of things, because when he begins to behold what's happening in the throne room of heaven, he sees the Lord, he sees the angels begin to worship, and just declare his holiness, and declare his worth. And so I do want to talk to us a little bit tonight about ascending the hill of the Lord. And that, that's just the primer text for what I, I really want to bring. And that's out of Psalm 24. And we all know the, the scripture. I didn't know that they were going to sing the song again tonight. Um, but the Lord is wanting us to ascend the hill. How many want to ascend the hill of God? And, and, and more than having a, an experience or even an encounter with the Holy Spirit, I believe that the Lord is looking for us to come into his presence and allow uh, him to come and transform us on the inside. I think anything that's going to be fruitful in the kingdom is if he comes and, do- and does something amazing on the inside of us first. And I can have visions and I can have dreams and I can have all kinds of you know visionary things and the Lord can download to me blueprints. But if, I, if the Lord doesn't do something on the inside of me in my inner man, then, then I won't see the, real, the, the the fullness of that because he wants to come in all of his holiness, all of his beauty. so we'll just I'm going to read actually out of the passion translation because it's an amazing uh, transliteration of, of what this is and, and, and I'm just going to start I believe it's verse three. Psalm 24 verse 3 says, "Who then is allowed to ascend the mountain of Yahweh?" And who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place? How many want to enter into that place? And uh, I, I feel like I, throughout my life, throughout my walk, I've had like glimpses of that place. And that place usually really overwhelms me. Uh, Overtakes me when I when I get to those places, but I, how many want to? I want to live in that place where He's doing deep things, and He really comes in and, and He changes me and He transforms me on the inside, uh, because there's so much that the Lord wants to do through you. He has to get in, and and get the, all those things. So, and those who are this is this is this is who goes ready. Those who are are clean, whose works and ways are pure, whose hearts are true. And sealed by the truth, those who never deceive, those whose words are sure, they will receive Yahweh's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior God. And they will stand before God. And they will seek the pleasure of God's face. And let's just stop there for a second because actually that word face means faces. And so if I, if I just tell you what the faces of God looks like, I don't, even have enough, I don't even have a vocabulary that can articulate that because when God comes, he comes in so many different ways. He, every time the angels saw him, they saw another realm of his holiness. That's why they declare this all throughout eternity. They see a new realm. They see a, a new face, a new, a new uh, characteristic of holiness that we don't hear on earth. We don't understand that. And and the reality is, God wants to pull us into His world, so that we understand that in fullness, or at least a little bit into the fullness, right? Because He does want to res- He does want to release all of who He is to us. It's I feel like the love of God is trying to pull us into that. Yet our our humanity and our sinfulness and our our our. Uh, lack of identity does not allow us to go into that place and God's trying to pull us into a clear identity of who he's created us to be so that we can step in and enter into that I I love the I love what we do I love seeing people fall to the ground I want you to come up changed you know I when the Holy Spirit comes upon you God's looking to change you and and so it goes with the hill of the Lord listen when I think about God Ascending the hill of the Lord, I think about walking uphill. <laughs> and I know all the things in heaven aren't, aren't necessarily tough, but I know this about the Lord. There's, a, there's an upward uh, journey that God's trying to bring us to. How many like walking up hills? How many like running up hills? Where's Daniel? Come on. So, I thought he was back there. He switched. I realize this, that that I don't, w- I don't like hills. I'm good. Like, I-, I get to a point when I run, I just, I'm, I'm, if I'm on flat, g- at flat ground, I get tired. Never mind running up a hill. So, here's what the Lord wants to do with you He wants to give you this stamina and this perseverance. Because if, you, if we read, uh, I think it's uh, Rick Joyner's book, uh, I can't remember the name right now, um, but the, he talks about this mountain of the Lord journey. He talks about ascending the hill of the Lord. He talks about all the things that go on in that place. And God is trying to pull us into that place where we have this endurance and we have this tenacity that you don't quit when things get tough. You don't quit when things begin to. Listen, it's about being focused. Look, you... I can't climb the hill unless I look at the top of the hill. I try, if I try to look at just where my feet are, no, I need, to have a, I need to have a reference point to where I'm going. And when God calls us to climb in to where he is, that place is, is and, and let me just talk about the hill of the Lord, because the hill of the Lord is probably depicted as Zion. The, the hill of the Lord is that ascended place, and all throughout scripture and all throughout ancient tradition, ready? The gods always lived on the mountains, How many know Zeus? All the Babylonian gods in in history, if you read history, it's all, and and you think they're not true gods. No, they're not not God Almighty, but there are gods that were gods of the Babylonians, and they were active in the earth. Okay? But this was a high place, and this is why all the time with idolatry, there became high places that the, the prophets had to tear down or kings had to tear down. And so the Lord is calling you up, not to go to some place to, to, re, to worship something as an idol, but he calls you to a place where you live and you abide with him and you live in this high place with him. So there is, there is something that he's calling us to, but he wants us to see his face. And the many faces are the many realms of what God wants to open up to us. Are you okay with that? I feel like the Spirit of God is... is Pulling, what I feel like I saw tonight is the is there was a fresh realm of heaven being re- poured out for us tonight that you could engage in if you choose to. I mean, you can come you can come in and leave just the, the same way you came in, and you, you can come in and be you know ha- half awake while I'm am speaking, and I don't I'm just saying that right, and no one's half awake. But I I realize that we can just go into mode of I'm listening and I shut my mind off. So I want you to just hear me tonight because I do believe that the Lord is trying to bring us to a higher place. And listen, there's a lot of crazy things that happen at the bottom of the mountain. Remember Moses. Moses is in the high place. When we have low thinking, we fall into idolatry. (laughs) When we think low and we don't have our eyes set on the prize... We start engaging and making making idols, making uh, things, fashion things like we think they need to look like. And we begin to do things like that. And idolatry is something that the Lord was all the time trying to pull the nation of Israel out of pull them out of the things that they were focusing on and the and the the new gods that they were trying to pull up so God is trying to do this in New England he's trying to do this in the church he's trying to do this in America so that our eyes would be focused entirely upon Jesus Christ the the the, the risen king ah uh, he was raised up and where did he go after he, His resurrection, 40 40 days he was on the earth, but then he what? Ascended. And there's an ascension that God is calling you to. And we have to wake up about it, ready? Because the next part of the, the next verse says this. So wake up, you living gates. You living gateways. Lift up your heads, you doorways of eternity. And how many know that your life is a doorway? How many know that your life is a gateway For eternity. Oh. It's Solomon that said he put eternity in men's hearts. And so the Lord is looking for us to have this eternal scope on our eyes. Because most of us only think of what's here. We think of things that are tangible and natural. Right? And the Lord's trying to take our eyes away from those things. Listen, the, the Word of God is going to open us up and pull us into a realm. A realm. Ready? The Word of God is not... It's, it's a sword. It cuts, right? It, it should pierce our hearts. It should change things. It should divide that which is spirit and soul. It divides. It, it pulls us into a place where we align with the plumb line of God. And, and the Holy Spirit's trying to get us to wake up, right? Wake up. So wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you you doorways of eternity. Welcome the king of glory, for he's about to come through you. He's about to come through you. You should probably just tell your neighbor that. He's about to come through you. I feel like... There has to be this expectation that the Lord is coming through the church. The Lord is coming through his people. And where does he come? He comes through that pure vessel. He comes through that pure place. He comes through, listen, where there's, there's things that are, are, are unclean, where we carry things that have been unclean. He calls us to that place of being clean and above reproach and walking in the, with integrity, right? Right. And then it says this, uh, for he's about to come through you. You ask, who is this king of glory? Yahweh, armed and ready for battle. Yahweh, invincible in every way. So let me just look at you right now and just speak this to you. Because nothing that you're dealing with now, God cannot deal with. Nothing that's getting in the way of you ending up where the Holy Spirit wants you to go is in the way. The only thing's in the way is you. And the things that clutter all the all the places all the places where God wants to bring you, the, the enemy tries to stop you and he tries to get in the way. But it says here, it says right here that he's armed and ready for battle. He's invincible in every way. And God wants to bring that invincibility inside of you because he's looking, and, and that goes back to that prayer, right? That your kingdom would come, your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's calling the church to administrate on the earth as it is in heaven. And when, he, when we do that, he calls us to live from this place where he, we, we're, we're not armed. He's given us spiritual weapons that we're armed with now, right? He's done the things that, that have pulled us into the place where we're, we're ready for battle. And then it says this, so wake up, you living gateways, and rejoice, and so praise is going to be the access to opening the gate. Praise and rejoicing in who God's, God is is going to be the way to bring us through that gate and into the place. And it, the Bible says right here, it says that it flings wide the eternal doors. It flings wide the door of your heart so that you can step into the place that he's calling you. And there, there, there shouldn't be anything in the way. The only thing that closes up doors is things that get in the way of the door. Rust. What is, what is, what is closing the door to your heart right now? Is there things in front of the doorway of heaven that's really sometimes, anyone ever, I I don't have a a big cellar anymore, but everything used to end up at the bottom of the stairs of the cellar. So you can't get in the basement. You just can't go store any more stuff. It just all ends up down there. And so I, I just feel like there's things that can get in way of the doorway that God wants to open up. He wants to be he wants access to every door of your heart. Right? Ever there can't be so much furniture in the room that you can't open the doors. There can't be so many things in the place of where God's trying to get that he wants to that he has to push everything out of the way. He's asking us to clear the place, clear the space so that he can come in. So then, then it's good, because then it says this. Here he comes, the king of glory is ready to come in. You ask, who is the king of glory again? Why is this happen to be reiterated? Listen, the king was coming, and we need to be ready when the king is coming. He is Yahweh, armed and ready for battle, the mighty one, the invincible commander of heaven's hosts. And yes, he is the king of glory. And so when we allow the glory of God to come, when we allow His presence to come in such a way that we, we give Him complete access. So what is the... I just want you to stop for a minute and I want you, th- you to think. The motivation and manifestation of having clean hands and a pure heart is within the revelation of who God is. I'll say that again. The revel, The motivation and the manifestation. God's our motivation to live holy, to live clean, to not be nasty, to walk upright, to be a, a picture of Jesus Christ in the earth. Because this is what he's looking for. He's looking for us. He's looking for you and I to walk As Jesus walked in the earth. Peter said this. He's looking for us to walk in his footsteps. He's looking for us to walk in that way. And, And I believe that, that purity and power will come within the revelation of who he is. And I want, you want the revelation of who God is. Because when I'm always looking at the stuff I need, I'm not catching who God is. When I'm always focused on the thing that I lack, I can't engage with who God really is. When I'm always looking and finding, there's a fault there. There's something that has to change. I, and while we do need change, there always has to be an eye looking at the throne of God. We have to have our eyes set on the hill of the Lord where our help comes from. And when, when the Lord is, is, he wants everyone to have, have access to the hill how many want access to the hill? I want access to the hill. I want access to ascend. I want access to the place. And he does call everyone to that place, but not everyone goes there. You have to determine within your heart, I said this before, that the hill is there, you're going up. You have to determine in your heart that there's a a door open, I'm coming up. Because the, the invitation is to come up. The Lord doesn't say, no, stay down there. He never says that. The Lord does not say, no, I've called you to low living. No, he he doesn't say that. He says, come up here. I have great things to show you. I want you to ascend to to the top, to the highest place with me and be seated with me and live with me in this place. But you must do it my way. And my way is clean hands and a pure heart. Let me just deal with the heart. Because Jeremiah said that the heart was deceitful above all things. You say, well, that's Old Testament. Well, it's true. It's true. Jeremiah nailed it. It's part of the Word of God. Your heart is deceitful. If there is things that you were looking for and you found and now you're looking that way now and you don't look this way anymore at Jesus, there's something wrong. If, there, if, if, we become, if we come to a point of now I'm, I'm settled, I found what I need on the earth. I've got all these things in order now. I finally arrived. I'm finally to the place where where there's something deceitful in your heart that has tricked you into believing that you found that place and you need no more. We always need him, but we don't focus on low level, right? God wants to bring us. It's because of heart motives. Everyone say heart motives. The motives of my heart drives my intentions. My motive drives what I do. My motive brings fruit in my life. What kind of fruit are you bearing in your life? What's the motive of your heart? What does it look like if you just really took a a look? Listen, this is where I'm at. I understand. Holy Spirit, can you come and just change the motive of my heart so it's purely looking at you? Because the Lord says this, it's with clean hands and a pure heart. Those who are pure in heart, they what? See God. So the Holy Spirit is calling us to the place of purity. And it's always been, it's always been because Jesus, Jesus came and he shed his blood simply, simply, so that I would receive salvation so that I would be filled with his Holy Spirit, so that I would have motives to do things that are not pleasing to the Lord. No, wrong. No, he came, he died, he filled you with his Spirit so that your heart would be settled. He said, let your heart be settled. Let your motives be pure. Let your eyes be fixed on one thing. Because if I start looking... If I start looking everywhere else, everywhere else, I get my eyes off of Jesus. And Jesus has to be the center of everything. He he continues to say in that psalm, those whose works and ways are pure and why do I, I think I, I always had to test my heart? And even even more recently, I feel like the Lord, you know, kind of testing me in my heart, like how I speak to people, what I've been doing uh, to just what is my motives? Where, where do I, how do I respond to others? See, how I respond to others is an indication of how, where my heart's at. How I respond to others is an indication of where my heart's at. And where my life is lined up with the Lord. If my life is lined up, if listen, if I am abusive, if I am critical, if I'm always doing things that are contrary to the fruit of the Spirit, then my heart is out of whack with Jesus. My heart's out of whack. And so the Lord is wanting to touch those things and go after those things, right? And then it says this, whose, heart, whose hearts are true and sealed by the truth. I love that. Because the Bible tells us that he wants us to have truth in our innermost being, right? He wants the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And if we're responding in purity, truth has its access to us. Sometimes we don't allow truth to, to come in and have access to us. Sometimes we, we defer truth because we want to live with the lie. Sometimes that's happening. Sometimes that's happening with our, with our inner man that we defer. We don't want to look at the real thing because we, if we allow the real thing in, if we don't allow the real thing in, God, God, God's truth is wanting to manifest inside of us in such a way. So those whose hearts are true and sealed by the truth. Is my heart being ruled by the truth of who Christ is in my life? Or is it being ruled by the whims of my emotions or what I'm feeling for that moment? I'm testing people tonight. It's good because I have to just get a compass on where I'm at. The Holy Spirit is after these whims of how I feel at the moment. When I'm responding out of emotions for that moment, I don't feel like it's the Holy Spirit. I feel like God does use our emotions, but most of the time, when when the Lord is after stuff, it's like even sometimes, right? I'll come up here. And I've been, I've had like agitation, not at anyone, just something like grinding me, grinding me on the inside. And I'm like, God, I need you to come and show me what's up. What is, why am I agitated? Why am I not at peace inside? Why am I, and it's not just because I'm coming up here, I can wake up in the morning and the same thing could happen tomorrow, Right? Sometimes there's just something going on on the inside, and you and we try, and most of us either, we try to shove it away and pretend like it's not happening. But God's saying, no, I want you to deal with it. I want you to ask, what is that? And the Spirit of God is trying to get into our, our, our lives and our families because I, I know this. We don't want a codependent church, Right. <laughs> How many want a codependent church? How many want a codependent family? How many want that? I don't want that. So I want to I deal with stuff like out in the open. Like what is up? Why are we doing this? What's the motive? Why do you feel the way you do? You feel the way you do because of a reason. It's probably not because of the reason you think it is. Right? So the spirit of God is, is trying to get at some things in the church so that we can ascend the hill of the Lord together. Amen. Our hearts are going to be sealed with truth, right? And those who are never deceived, that's the next thing that, that he says. Those who are never deceived, nor are they deceived by the motives discerning their own hearts. It's, it's important that we understand God's looking for us to be clear on where we're going. He's looking for us to walk in truth. He's looking for us to be discerning. Some of you have amazing, pure hearts, but you have no discernment. I've been called naive. I've been doing this for a while. I tend to be naive. I tend to think the best on some occasions, and I'm clueless on what's actually happening behind the scenes. Some of you are suspicious. That's not discernment. And I try to stay away from suspicion. I don't want to be suspe- you know, suspect of everyone coming through. Right? I don't want to be suspect of people around me. I want to trust everyone around me. Sometimes that can be not wise. Sometimes it's the wisest thing you could do. And even Jesus, Jesus had what? The 12, but there was one. He was a devil. And he let him in. You think he didn't see that? Come on. And those whose words are sure, let's just stop here for a second. Those whose words are sure, let's just be careful of idle words. Let's just be careful of destructive, hurtful words. Let's just be really, really keen and say, God, I want the words of my mouth to line up with the the motives of my heart. Unless the motives of my heart are not good, but then I don't want my those to mo. I don't want those to dictate anything. Amen. And so there's that pure motive, pure action, pure language that's bringing us deeper into an amazing relationship with the Lord because He's bringing us higher, higher than we've ever been before. Don't you want that? I want that. I want to be completely engaged with what God is doing, and I don't want it. You know, David was prophesying to living gateways of eternity. This is David's prophetic utterance. Ready? Open up. Wake up. Wake up, you gateways. You living gateways. That means we're letting things in and we're letting things out. (laughs) We're letting things in and we're getting rid of stuff. And the Lord wants to have that full access all the time to your heart And he's trying to pull the church into the deep, deep places in his heart. Listen, pure motive is everything. Pure language is everything. God wants us to walk in such integrity. God wants us to walk in such purity. God wants us to walk so that our language and our actions are one and the same. We don't come in and act like Harry Chris, Chris, Harry Krishna. Harry Christian. Harry Christian. Yet I live like hell out there. When I go home, I'm not I'm not functioning as a believer. This is all about the heart and everyone's everyone's heart, right? And so If you do not have open revelation and illumination of the highest place where the throne of God sits, then there will be no reason for you to desire to walk with clean hands and a pure heart. If I don't have that picture, if I don't have an understanding, if I don't have that vision of the Lord, and God wants to bring everyone in this room into that place where I'm engaged with the hill of the Lord. Remember Moses on Sinai. Remember. It was like he got there, the children of Israel were actually with him, the elders, and, and they wanted to go back. And Moses was allowed to engage to go in and out of the presence of God. Joshua was allowed to go in and out of the presence of God. Joshua, when he first had his encounter, was what? Take off your shoes because the place where you are standing is holy. And so the Spirit, listen, I've been in situations with the Lord where I just, most of the time, I'm weeping and crying because I can't handle who He is. Like, I started seeing amazing things this afternoon that I don't even have words for. I'm probably telling things pre- you know, I just talked about this on Friday, the gift of prophecy. Like, Hold on to some things. But I, I just felt like I had to just release it. But I'm sure there's more to what the Lord was saying that what was pouring through, it was literally, I could see it almost like the wall. It was like they opened a portal and the and the power and the glory of God was moving through the room. It was like this was an access tunnel for heaven's grace and heaven's power. And you want to live in that place. You want to live in that place where you're seeing and discerning that we're not here to, to to, just have an experience and, and go home and just never change. God is looking for the transforming power of who he is to be flowing through this place. And, and it does. And the, and the I was just going to say all the kids. All the kids, they are all kids, according to me. They have pure hearts. They have pure motives. Working on pure motives, I'm sure. But they're... There's always that place where you have to check yourself. Come on, somebody, check yourself. It's okay if we check ourselves, right? So if you desire to walk with that, that clean hands and pure heart, God is just saying, get a revelation of me. Get a revelation. The one thing I ask, the one thing I desire, the one thing I seek is that I would see the beauty of who the king is, that I would engage, that I would enter in his holy temple, that I would live in that place. The one thing. Not not and nothing else. One thing. One thing. And the spirit is speaking about something that's coming in the fullness. And 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 I, I feel like this is it. The Holy Spirit releases such uh understanding to us as we realize God is speaking to you in this place, this high and lifted up place. But he is the very vortex. He is the very center. It was was prayed uh, today about the the vortex, the, the whirlwind. I believe this is true. I believe that the Lord is in the center of everything. And he's looking for you to come into the center of everything. And sometimes, I believe this, Just like the potter's wheel, he will will disorient you. So you don't know which way is up. And the Lord is looking for us to live in that place where he is the vortex of all things that are happening. Amen? God is the source of all we need to walk with, having clean hands and a pure heart. I'm telling you, if you behold him, you'll begin walking like Jesus. If you begin to go face to face with him, if your eyes get in contact with the king who has fiery eyes and burns his presence right through you, you will have an encounter with the Lord. If you come into his presence and begin to just gaze at who he is and all of his beauty and all of his glory, that is why he said, open up you gates open up the king of glory, the fiery burning one, the one who hosts all of heaven is coming. And so he's looking for an open gate where he can decree and declare that which he's declared over your life. And and he he decrees us to come. He calls us and he beckons us to come to the hill of the Lord and I just want you to remind I'm just going to remind you this that, that Mount Sinai was the hill of the Lord Mount Hermon where the transfiguration of Jesus happened was the word was the hill of the Lord how many did he bring he brought 3 and two more showed up <laughs> We want to be in that place where we encounter him, and it's the place of what? Transfiguration. It's where the glory changed Jesus and prepared him for what he was about to do. Oh, we think we're going to walk in a place of, I, I no longer live, but Christ lives with, with me, within me. And we're not going to be transfigured in some way. God's calling us to this place of engaging with a transfiguring God that comes in all his glory and all his presence to remove things that would get in the way from me wanting to die. How many want to die? (laughs) Me too. How many want to die? No, seriously. I feel like the Lord gives us that model and he gives us that, that picture in that encounter. It was more than Peter having a revelation. It was, it was a picture of God changing even the flesh of the Son of God to prepare him for the things that he was about to step into, which was to change all of eternity for the rest of us. He, was, he is heaven's gate. He is the place where heaven changes everything. <clears throat> Hebrews 12, But you have come to Mount Zion and the, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. It's where we come into fellowship with Jesus. It's an invitation in Hebrews 12 to come into that place of in- invitation. And he actually in that place, he invites us to engage with a kingdom that cannot be shaken. He calls us into that place. Hosea 6 and 6, and I'm going to end with this. Someone can help me on the keys. That would be great. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice. The knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. I desire steadfast love. What is the Lord looking for? God, I love you in such a way. I love you. Not just empty words. R- remember, pure words. Pure heart motive. Pure ways that we allow him to come into our, our life in such a way that we just release the pure word, God, I'm going to do. And I know we've, we've had a, a thousand surrender services in this place. And I, we'll continue to. Because I feel like always we come to another point where I have to just lay down something. It's not striving. It's not like God didn't do it right the first time. I feel like always the Lord is after something fresh in your life. The question is, what's the key to unlock that you're actually going to do it? Because we can respond even out of religious duty. Ready? I just want to, I actually want to serve Every religious spirit notice tonight. <laughs> I just want to serve every religious spirit notice that thinks that we can get a, get o- we're okay with God with the way we are. We're okay. You are because of the blood of Jesus. But ultimately, a religious spirit kind of gets us to think, ah, I'll get it next time. A religious spirit gets us to think, I don't need deliverance now. I'm waiting for that one time. A religious spirit thinks, I don't need to get healing right at this moment. I can get it from God alone. I'm telling you, we think that's our own flesh and stuff, it's a religious spirit that I think convinces us of things. The Spirit of God is calling every one of us to step into this place. I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice. You don't have to do anything. You just have to love Him well. You just have to love Him with all your heart. You just, when when you come before the Lord, it's just, God I love you. You're, my heart is steadfast towards you. I cannot do another thing to gain your, your approval. I can't do another thing to gain one thing. And The knowledge of God. He wants us to know Him. He wants us to have this experiential knowledge of Him. Because just understanding Him by reading the book and just, you know, doing our daily stuff and whatever we do to kind of keep us in this, like, ohm of God. This realm of, I'm okay. I'm doing the right thing. And you are. You are. I'm not bashing the, the daily devotion stuff. But there's a whole, whole other place where God says, what's your motives? Why do you come here? Why do you worship me? Why do you want to encounter me up here? I want to encounter you right where you are right now. And bring you up a little higher. I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice. The knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. We have all kinds of things that we want to give to the Lord and make it look like we're, we're producing some type of sacrifice. But at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit is calling us into this deep, deep relationship where it, it doesn't matter. I don't have an offering. I have All I have is me. All I have is me. And I'm coming and I'm releasing all I am to the Father. just thank you tonight. Lord, we come. We want to ascend with clean hands and pure hearts. Lord, we just give you permission to just check our motives. We give you permission to remove any idols that we put up, whatever they may look like in front of you. Lord, we give you permission, Lord, clean our hearts, clean our language. Clean our mindsets, Father, right now. I thank you that you did come. You came to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We receive that right now in these moments. But Lord, where Jeremiah said that that the heart above all things is wicked. Lord, we give that to you right now. Lord, any place that's that doesn't look like you. God, we give to you right now. We just pour it out. We pour it out right here in this place. We pour out our love to you in such a way, Lord. We ask that you just release the fullness of who you are, the the spirit of holiness that would come and cause us to be clean and and to walk uprightly, Lord. And Lord, we, we push aside anything that would clutter, anything that would get in the way of this gate being wide open. Lord, we want you to come deep into this gate so we swing wide the ancient gates lord we we open up the doors that have been closed ancient things that are, things that have been closed closed up inside of us god for a bit lord we ask that you open you have free access god and holy spirit we thank you that we're ascending even now we're ascending we're going up 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 with you right now. Lord, I thank you for sobering us and making us fully aware, awakening us, awakening the, the, the gateways inside of us, that the pure flow of the anointing would flow through us, Father, and in, in Jesus' name. We thank you that there's there's nothing that can hinder us, there's nothing that separates us right now. Even as, even as I declare these things, Lord, we we break. Any type of condemnation, Lord, we just come in and we just say, God, I'm going to walk into a new place with you right now, and and I'm going to give you, I'm going to ascend with you in a high place, God, I'm going to ascend in this empowering place with you where, where nothing separates me from you, nothing separates me from my family, nothing separates me from my community. God, I don't live in isolation. I don't live in this place of, of, of pushing everyone back and away from me. God, I step into a new realm with you. And I ascend to the high place with you. Lord, I thank you that there's an open door and there's plenty of space, plenty of room for me where you are. And you're I thank you. Lord, I thank you over this house that there's such an invitation. Such an invitation to come in and to let... Your pure flow moves through this place, God. Lord, we, we desire you only. Lord, I ask that you continually check me as the, as one of the leaders, as a co-leader in this place. You check my motives at the door. You check my motives at home. You check my motives when I'm driving in my truck. You check my motives. You check my heart in every place that I go, Lord, that I would not, that I would not grieve you, God. See, here's, here's what it is. The Lord's looking for a place where he can dwell in such a way that he's not grieved. That he's always welcome. And I do believe in the principle that when Joshua was in Ai and they, someone sinned and they stashed something that they weren't supposed to stash. Then they didn't have the full blessing of the Lord. And you say, well that's Old Testament. No, it's the full gospel. God's looking for a clean house. He wants to clean this house, me first. Me first, Miles. His son, he wants to clean Miles first. He wants Miles to walk in purity. He wants Miles to walk in pure motives. I'll preach it myself all day, I do. I got other people preaching at me too. But there's something about the rest of the land opening up, and whatever curse comes on, come on. God wants to lift the curse. It's the law of sin and death that we carry day to day because we don't we don't step into the fullness and understanding of who we are in Christ. I break the curse right now. Lord, that we would walk with pure, clean motives, Lord. That there would never be any any motives in this place. Lord, I ask for a clean, pure flow, Lord. We defy anything that would come in here that would try and disrupt it, Father. We pray right now that you would just bring a cleansing flow in this place. Lord, we love the fact that we can come to you daily and just give our lives in a fresh way in repentance. And impurity, Lord, wash us right now. Wash us clean, Lord. I pray somewhere, somehow, that there would be this supernatural act that would take place, that would just cleanse the entire body, even people that couldn't make it tonight. Lord, would you release it in our our quiet times, Lord? I thank you that every single Lord, we command sickness and disease. It has no place in this in this room, and it, or in the, any of the people that are covered in this place. Lord, I I declare the 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 community that. That was in in Israel that none of them was sick among them but father that they walked with such a way fearing you and, and knowing you that father that there was just as blessing a healing over their lives father I just thank you I thank you for that Lord we rest in what you're doing right now we rest in what you're doing right now we step in clean hands pure hearts distraction, everything that would distract us, every religious motive that would distract us, touch some people just where they are. Right now, you can come forward if you want, but I believe that as we begin to sing and worship, uh, even this song, it's just going to open some things up. I believe it tonight. Just breathe in deep, say, ah, God, I can't wait. (laughs) Just ah. (laughs) God, I thank you for what you're doing right now. You're doing something amazing right now, Lord. We don't we don't even understand what it looks like, but the, the purity of power, God, that's going to be released in this hour. And God's looking for a pure, spotless bride. He's not looking for an angry, ticked off, annoyed wife. Nothing against the wives. He's not looking, <laughs> He's not looking for that. He's looking for a pure, spotless, clean, loving bride adoring adoring wife adoring bride Lord let us be that place Lord that nothing gets in the way nothing would ever hinder what you're doing God and Lord we we just do, we bind every distraction in our lives that would cause us that would pull us away from focusing on you pull us away, draw us away to some other lover Lord, we love you only. We declare it right now. We love you only. You're our heart's desire tonight.